Hello, welcome to the Content Magazine podcast. I'm Daniel Garcia, the cultivator of Content Magazine, published by SV Creates. And today, this is kind of an interesting year in review that I'm going to do with uh, our director, producer, David <laughs> David E. Battlespino Jr. Let's first. What is your title? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think in the paperwork it says I'm production manager. Um, in the magazine it sometimes says producer. Okay. Um, we've talked about developer as like a cool fun name, like like you get to have with cultivator. But um, but yeah, production manager. Yeah. Do you want to do developer? Let's just do it. Just we stick so into then. It? Okay. So when we proof it, make sure that it gets changed. The to developer. Yeah. The developer. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do take it from the bottom. Hello, welcome to the Content Magazine podcast. This is Dan Garcia. I'm the cultivator of Content Magazine, published by SV Creates, and I'm here today in our sofa studio with david e valespino jr the developer developer <laughs> i already forgot <laughs> um yeah so i just kind of like wanted to take some time and just do like a year in review that you, this is almost a year since you came on staff yeah i started january 3rd yeah 2023 so january 3rd yeah so it'll be coming up on a year um, and so far, we've done fairly well. We haven't had any big blowouts of us relationshipy, but we're in the honeymoon stage still. Okay, yeah. It's probably that's next year. That's pretty good, a year of honeymoon stage. That's yeah, 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 yeah. So next year will probably be the time where we're like, I hate that guy. <laughs> Can you please show up? I mean, it's pretty good. I always tell people the things that you're really worried about or worried about in general, like I'm usually not concerned with, and then the things that I'm worried about, you know, you could care less. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> What am I worried about? Um, I don't know. Some more like kind of numbers things or mm. like, uh, you know, editing things. Sometimes like l more logistical things okay. um, yeah. where, I, you know, I'm kind of happy to roll my sleeves up and kind of dissect and figure those things out. Yeah. Whereas I'm worried about like actually doing them or just like starting, <laughs> you know, and yeah. then you're like just, you know. You oh, know. yeah. You're like, what's the process? You're very much like want to know the process. And I'm like. So sometimes people ask for the process, and I feel oh, like yeah. you kind of get a little yeah. like, oh, so there much. is no process. <laughs> there is no process. You do it. You build the road as you drive. So well, okay, well that's fun. That's some inside baseball for us. Thank you for one year so far. Awesome, yeah. great. No, it's, it's been, been a good great. time. So let's do a year in review. And of course, you came on uh, right on time for the pickup party that we did at Open San Jose, which Create TV, Chopsticks Alley, where all those cats are at, mm -hmm. um, in issue 15.2. Now, 15.2, you weren't a part of, you You wrote an article, at least one, right? Uh, yeah, I wrote two articles in 15.2, and those were due in December of 2022. Um, so I turned those in and then came on as a uh, developer yeah. uh, in January. Okay. So you weren't a part of the editing process or putting the, together the magazine. You actually came on and it was like, okay, David, we have a pickup party next week. Uh, here's the phone numbers. Let's do it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> build, build the build the car while you're driving it. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so um, what I remember, I kept on telling you, oh, this is an easy one. Oh yeah, I mean that's <laughs> the constant theme: is every pickup party is the easiest one yet. So. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's the that's a good example of the what I'm worried about. Um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it actually was easy uh, in the sense that we had a venue, which Open Sounds and Create TV, which was incredible, and there was a lot of built-in things. But it was difficult because of the sound and the room and having to do all that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I've realized over this year of doing pickup parties is. Um, a lot of times the venues are a blank canvas, um, which is beautiful, right? Like they give us a lot of opportunity to kind of 
showcase the artists and showcase what we do um, very openly. So we've been really lucky with that. Um, but at the same time, you show up and you're like, wow, this is like a blank canvas. Yeah, so yeah. Um, shout out to Open San Jose. Um, you know, they were really invested in, in having a good event and product. You know, they had their grand opening after the pickup yeah. party. Right. So they were, yeah. you know, screwing TVs into walls for us and getting yeah. projectors set up for us. Um, so, yeah, I, that pickup party has a special place in my heart because everybody really rallied around old newbie here and uh, getting me set up. So. Yeah, and the team was great there. I yeah. Mean, for, I mean, if you're going to do a party or something. Justin, uh, Chad, yeah, Justin, Atu. Yeah. yeah, incredible. Yeah. So, okay, so that issue we had, uh, you have to help me, Raul. Rue. Rue. Rue yeah. with Paige and Jax. Jax, that's right, Jax on the cover, which is fun. And uh, Naogi Harris shot this, so I thought it was fun because it's kind of, they're such an indie indie band, and the, the shoot that he did was so kind of indie-ish looking. So yeah, um, really loved it. And then, um, yeah, they were like one of those kind of uh, groups that I had my eye on. I actually met Paige when she played for uh, A.B. A. Tober, mm-hmm. um, who was kind of played at one of our um, little side events that we did and was featured mm-hmm. in the magazine. She was on guitar, and I was like, who is this Joan Jett? young gal so i was super excited to have her um in the magazine um what what about this particular issue for you um kind of stands out and we're not doing a video but you can hear me flip through the pages here yeah what about this issue was kind of like what are your highlights i know it's hard to say and i'll we'll just say this up front and you probably feel the same way i'm gonna say this for every issue that you know it's definitely like we love everybody that are featured, right? I mean, it's so hard to like say, oh, I like this one the best. Um, every opportunity we have to feature somebody is like so cool. Um, so we're not really picking favorites, it's like having kids, right? You love them both for who they are differently. Yeah. Um, so this issue is very much like that. But for you, what kind of stands out for you? Yeah. And this is issue 15.2, the spring issue for 2023, Sight and Sound. Yeah. And to kind of piggyback on what you said, I it's, it's interesting because, you know, I don't have favorites in particular so far as who we featured. But a lot of times there are moments that kind of strike you in different phases of the process, right? Oh, like yeah. I very specifically remember proofing this on the couch in the break room. I think they were setting up for a show that night. And I was like trying to be cool magazine guy flipping through like, oh yeah, just doing my proofing or whatever. (laughs) But there were like some specific articles that really kind of stuck out at that time. You know, this one featured Manos um, uh, with Jimmy Quesaneda um, down in Gilroy um, and kind of learning about that kind of, um, you know, very specific local history to Gilroy um, that I, wasn't familiar with previously right so um you know the beautiful mural that they that they've been working to um to kind of refinish and refurbish so so that was really interesting to me um you know obviously k cafe um (laughs) yeah in the the magazine just the visuals and the pictures um you really feel like you're there and then also really interesting like the bleed on the layout in that one too like the the venue for K Cafe kind of like bleeds over the edge, you know, like the floral pattern is <laughs> so like you feel like you could smell it, like you could be there. It's right? just a masterful layout, basically. You know? Yeah, no, but that, <laughs> I mean, that's one thing I kind of wrote down when we were talking about this is like the layout process. I don't know if people are familiar with how content works with, with layouts, right? But you've had graphic designers in the past that have helped out. Yeah. You know, you kind of learned on the fly, try, trial by fire, right? Um, yeah. So what kind of goes into 
your kind of layout process on something like this, like with yeah, like that's cool. Yeah, let's do with Kay Cafe and Kayla. I mean, like she's just so awesome. I know she's like a social media influencer. She's always at like fashion shows, traveling the world. Yep. And their style, right, is definitely like over the top, kind of like that. I don't even know what this French. Vietnamese bistro. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's so strong visuals, all the flowers and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I even like, uh, you know, like, so she's in this picture where she's standing in the door. Um, and I put like the little border on it because uh, they all have a, the K Cafe kind of has that border around their logo. And mm. her and her brothers even have tattoos that have the K in this thing. So I wanted to put the border on there. And then, you know, used a font that I thought was kind of thrilly, frilly, you know, that will kind of, mix with it and of course just wanted to have lots of big visuals because it's so you know like normally even like that sub or the the headings mm-hmm. i normally don't change the font but um so these ones have headings that are i don't know what font that is yeah but yeah i just kind of changed it because it pops out the headings and um yeah so that you know there is some kind of thought yeah. in it a little bit i guess well this one well. this one was this interesting one? too because the article was kind of split yeah joanna wrote this one um, and it's kind of split into two sections, yeah. right? Like, what was what are the titles? The early like? days. Yeah. The shop's early days and today's little patch of paradise. Yeah, and so and yeah. and I feel like one of the other things that I've noticed going through these issues and articles, it really is a product of so many people that come together um, that aren't always connected, right? Like you have a writer that goes out and meets with these people and then you have the photographer that goes out. Those yeah. both come to you and us yeah. and then you're working on the layouts. Or yeah, and a lot of times the photographer goes out even not even with the story being done yet. Totally. So there's no real, and I don't want to give, I don't, I don't really give, sometimes I give a direction on the story because there's a, something we want to focus on. But the majority of the time I want, I like one, my whole kind of thing is probably because one, I'm not a super planner mm-hmm. and I love spontaneity. And, but I like, I also want the different creative disciplines to be able to flex, right? So let the writer flex their muscles, let the photographer flex theirs, right? Yep. And then see what that kind of comes together. So then I kind of think because I'm such a fly by the seat of my pants guy, then it's my job to take those elephants and see what the common theme is and then make it work out, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting to see how, you know, sometimes they overlap so nicely. And we'll get to the most recent issue, but I think of like uh, Miguel Machuca in 16.1, reading that article and then seeing the photos that Stan um, came out with and they just matched each other other so well. Whereas like, you know, Kayla and K Cafe, like obviously the visuals are going to be so brilliant and stunning and, you know, cute and all this stuff. And then the article kind of went into like, some of the harder times that yeah. were required to kind of get to where they were. So, yeah. um, yeah, with COVID and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. People business. breaking in yeah. to the, to the business. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of fun. So, so that's 15.2. We didn't go, I mean, we were going to do kind of like the whole year, so we don't have a lot of stuff, but there's this great story. I mean, for me, actually, I'll just t- can I just tell you two of my things, even though I could probably cut you off when I'm nope. talking more than, um, definitely the Green family I thought was kind of fun just oh. to do the feature on them. Clarice and James and Jafar. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're so amazing. Yeah. Just because they're such sweet people and they're doing great stuff and see a family coming together to do work to kind of like, I don't know, it was really cool. And I don't even know how I found them. I saw them. I saw them like tangic, tangetically on, tan, is that the way you say it? Tangent. Tangen- tangentially. Yeah. Yeah. Off of something. And I was like, this is so fascinating. So that was fun. Very honored to be able to feature them. But then for this issue, you know, when we did the photo walk, um, 
I really wanted, you know, I've been wanting to do stuff that's a little outside of like our normal kind of box, you mm -hmm. know, of design. So I wanted to do like an old school pasting um, type of thing. So we actually, you know, cut these photos out and then my son helped me out. We typed, no, we didn't type it out, but we printed out, we cut open the things, we pasted it down and then we did photos of the spread. So it was kind of fun just to do something that has, you know, kind of like a uh zini yeah. paste up diy yeah kind of look so that was fun i mean it was fun for me it was fun that my son was like doing the graphic design on it and um you know he basically just did exactly what i told him to do <laughs> <laughs> no he like brought his own kind of like design to it so that, that was fun well yeah. and then you know like a I don't know if we're letting yeah, go the genie completely out of the bottle here, but <laughs> but you know that kind of in as an example of like that was all analog hardware type stuff. You're taking photos of those layouts down on the table, yeah. Um, and then the proofing and editing process that yeah. went into there, right? Because yeah. there was like one letter that was like incorrect, Two. and yeah. So you remember that vividly, <laughs> yeah. But like trying to get in there and 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 fix those things also. So yeah, I had to Photoshop a couple things because there was some. And we just didn't catch it, which always happens. I mean, even to let the genie out of the bottle on this current issue. Yeah. Uh, ben um, Henderson, thank you very much for doing the cover. But um, the name of the issue is Discover, and then he had put Discovery, yeah. which, you know, no big deal. And it, fortunately, with the AI-generated Photoshop, I could take that thing out real quick, take the Y out. And nobody would have cared, but... Um, but it's yeah, fun. minor yeah. details. You yeah. know, it's not a perfect science. The yeah, what we're doing here, but we we try as hard as we can. So. Would you, is there anything else? That, I mean, it's such a great issue. If you haven't seen, what is this one? Fifteen point two from uh, two thousand twenty-three, the spring of two thousand twenty-three, but a year ago, right? Was about when, well, no, a little less than a year. Come February-ish. Um, check it out. Of course, it's completely sold out. All the magazines sell out because it's in such high demand. David. Yes. Everybody wants their hands on this. Of course. Um, but you could check it out online. Um, issue on our website, issue.com um, yeah. on our website. Um, but probably better become a member, and then you're going to get it delivered to your house. Yep. And then you're going to be able to come to the a party and get a free drink and probably a food or something, right? Totally. That's probably the better way to do it. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, let's put 15.2 uh, to bed. Love all you guys. Hope everybody's doing well a year later. That's okay. Now we go to 15.3. Yes. With uh, David, David on the cover, um, with his little homage tattoo to the Alchemist. Maktub. Yeah. So, uh, what, what's your thoughts on this issue? I'll let you just dive into it, and I'll sit back, and have some coffee, some Nirvana Soul from across the street. <laughs> of course. Yeah. No. Uh, Fifteen point three was was fun, um, because that was my first production, oh, yeah, start yeah. to finish. Right. So, like, I totally. was there when you were. Uh, assigning had eight pans on the on the stove assigning and and you know simultaneously finishing the previous issue and looking forward to the next one so cutting um, stories like oh we can't feature them can't I, feature them well yeah I mean the, the <laughs> one thing I don't think people know is just how long the list is I remember yeah. you know my partner Alyssa Ray um, who also writes for the magazine um, she talked to you about production of the magazine and she said or this is how she describes it. Um, don't you, aren't you like close to running out of <laughs> folks in the South Bay that we can feature? Um, and yeah, that, that deep sigh is pretty much the response. So um, yeah, actually then to even zoom forward a little bit on that thought, if you go to issue um, 15, four, like mm -hmm. Paul Gonzalez, yeah, who was in this J. issue, yeah. who, yeah, Paul J. Gonzalez, who is, you know, the incredible murals, um, who we finally featured in 2023. He's been on my list since we started the magazine, right? And so finally I got to him. Sorry, Paul. 
but anyway, so let's get back to, so yeah, yeah, that list is long. Yeah, and so this one was interesting. You know, this is our partnership that we have with West Valley uh, Silker School of Art and Design. Um, We have our, well, historically, I think the last two years, three years, um, and even before that, you guys were doing photo shoots with their fashion department and, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. So long relationship. Um, but we do our pickup party over it at the Silker School of Art and Design. Um, Which is an easy one for you to put together. The easiest. <laughs> yeah. The easiest until the next one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one also featured our content emerging artists. So we had uh, David Morales. We had Kiana Aguila Labra. We had uh, Dan Fenstermacher. Um, and those, you know, those are the issues that I or articles that I got to write for this one. Yeah. Um, some of them more challenging because they were so short and concise because it yeah. was kind of like a three pack of, of features. Um, but yeah, really cool to see David on the cover also. And um, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Thanks for doing that. It is. And I don't think people know that, like sometimes writing a more condensed article is more difficult than writing a longer one. Right. Yeah. And, and that's always a challenge for the for the writers um. well and and that one in particular i remember i remember um you know when you finish your article you kind of hope that you can just turn it in and then you never have to see it again (laughs) (laughs) until it's in print until it's in print in spirit right but this was the first one where i like actually had editors reach back out to me and they were like yeah you need to rewrite this paragraph because like i don't even know what you were trying to do there (laughs) but um but it was particularly on dan fenstermacher's article the first paragraph was kind of uh, exploratory and a little bit um, kind of, I don't know, ambient in nature. But I'm, a lot of times I really try to capture the essence of somebody's art. Yeah. And when it's art, it can be hard to describe, right? Like that's why curators and museums and gallerists and everything get paid the big bucks because like it's, it's, it's hard to tell that story, right? So I was really working to try to capture what it's like when Dan's out on the street yeah. shooting. Um, and then the wild and inspiring and crazy photos that he comes up with at I the know. end. So with the, such humor in them too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. I mean, I, of course, being a photographer and having, you know, played around doing street stuff, I cannot do that. I mean, even though I'm looking at this one here, um, with the horses and the chicken. The ri- yeah, the page, Richmond Cowboys, yeah. On page 58 of issue 15.3. And then the mini golf one, the Jesus with the, with the, uh, the what do you call that guy? Toy soldier, mm-hmm. the American flag. I mean, like, he just captures such great stuff. And, and yeah, and even the one in the thing here where it's the guy with his legs up in the air <laughs> framing the butthole of a dog. I mean, like. That those moments, like with the flag in the air at the and this dog is that a dog jumping on? No, it's another guy over there. But yeah, it's kind of yeah. And so crazy in, in that first paragraph, you know, I'm kind of yeah. really trying to capture how much his head is on a swivel when he's out yeah. there, um, and kind of just like following that inspiration, right? Like one little flash of light might draw him down the block around the corner to, you know, follow what was going on. So yeah, but yeah, just kind of that process there. And, I, and I've said this before of him, and I hopefully there'll be debate in the comments, I guess. Do people comment? I don't know. But um, I think he's probably one of the best street photographers from the South Bay. Mm-hmm. Like if I, I really do like what he's doing. And there's a lot of street photographers doing a lot of stuff, but what he's capturing uh, is like really super cool. So if you're a street photographer and you think you are doing better, send me an email and show me your work. Maybe we could feature you. <laughs> Maybe you'd even win 
the Emerging Artist Award, which was what was it? How much was it? Was it ten thousand dollars? It's five thousand dollars in unrestricted funding, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, David said he bought a new computer setup for yeah. his music production awesome. and some of the content creation. Kiana enrolled in uh, a master's program. Right. Um, Dan's uh, always forever planning trips out of the country to go do some yeah. full kind of photo projects. So yeah, but, that's cool. But yeah. yeah, so that's that's fifteen point three. You know, I spent a lot of time. On those, so that's kind of front of mind. But you know, yeah. looking at at kind of this list I have over here, so fifteen point two, you took photos because you are a photographer for content. Also, in case folks didn't know, um, you did two features. In fifteen point three, it looks like you had almost ten. You took photos yeah. of, of. If I could, I would. I would shoot everybody because I want to meet them and I love doing it. But there's two things time and then I feel super selfish yeah but I'm always jealous when someone else does a shoot and I'm like oh man I wanted to I totally wanted to shoot them you know like uh Carlos Perez Carlos Perez right he's another guy that's been on my list forever incredible artist that's been in San Jose forever like you know I wanted to be I want to hang out with him and do stuff but Arabella of course did a great job but yeah. yeah I mean if I could I would shoot I would shoot everything yeah but i have to share the love unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i mean luckily we have so many great freelance photographers and uh, writers that are you know seemingly always willing to to jump in and and do these articles and and interview and write these profiles so i did do a lot didn't i in this one i didn't realize that i wonder what happened well because we did the we had the school so quite honestly some of it is too is just the ease the easy it's easier in some ways when I do it mm-hmm. because I mean like I can I can shoot it at ten o'clock in the morning and I can drop it in the layout by eleven thirty. Yeah. Right. So it does that is another kind of aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm a mega maniac. Mega is that it? Like <laughs> I would have loved to shoot Seth, right? Yeah. From um uh, you know, what's the name? I forget the name of the tattoo place. What's it called? Grace? State of Grace. State of Grace, yeah, from State of Grace. I would love to have shot. He's a super cool guy, too. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I do think that I do a pretty good job. I was actually kind of funny. I'm going to just go with, I'll be kind of like a self-promoting dude. <laughs> Leslie's super cool, too. But, um, but it's a picture of Dan. Actually, I never, I mean, like, that's the thing is I shoot it. I pick out, it takes me, like, three seconds to pick out, okay, we're going to use this one. I drop it in, and then I'm off to the next thing. Um, but that's a pretty dang good shot. Right? Don't you think so? What do you think? Yeah. Am I biased? I think it's a good shot. And I think it's interesting (laughs) because, you know, when I talked to Dan for the interview, because he was actually had like a one page profile in a previous issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And he was, uh, what did he say? Um, He says, Dan, Daniel's such an over directing. Well, he said he said he wanted. Uh, I think in the previous one he said that you made him look really serious or angry, <laughs> um, and he wanted to like look a little bit more, you know, approachable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or fun loving. Yeah. But, but you kind of have a saying with your photos, right? Is like no smiles. Well, it's not so much no smiles. The whole thing is, and, and it, is that I want someone to look. I want them to look. My job as a photographer, I think, is. To have someone look at the photo and then go, who is this person? I want to read about it. Mm. Because quite honestly, you're a words guy. No one's going to jump right to the word. They're going to look at the, t- the, he- the title, the name, 
see what they're gonna do and look at the photo. And if it seems interesting, they're gonna jump in. So the photographer's role is not, and this is gonna blow everybody up, is not to capture the essence of that person mm. because you can't and it's bull and the reader brings in so much more. The job of the photographer, like the graphic artist, is to get people to read the article so they get to know the person. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the real job. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and then you know, from the writing perspective, it's almost kind of a three prong approach there, right? Like you grab them with the photo. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, I really focus on that first paragraph as that hook. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And within that hook, you know, I, I find with a lot of art writing, sometimes it can be fairly isolating to like go straight into the person's practice. Yeah. Um, because I kind of have the saying that, you know, most people that walk into an art gallery feel like they're probably not the smartest person in the room, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, totally, yeah. Um, so trying to find ways that you can access the humanity in these folks and, and relate to them on that level and then kind of take them to the art. So going back yeah. to like even um, Sefa's yeah. um, article written by... Um, um, Let's see here. Uh, we can flip to... We Gregory flip. Dodge. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 And shot by Sani, I think, right? Um, where's the I think so. Oh, this is the one, yeah. Sonny. Sorry. The layout popped over because it's this double spread. Yeah. And so then the image popped over the top of the credits. Sorry, guys. You yeah. know, it happens. Yeah. Um, so, but, but go, yeah. going so, back to the writing there, yeah. I think that and it's it's Ethan. Ethan. Gregory Dodge. I don't know yeah. why that I was slipping away from Ethan. What, yeah, um, but the way that he kind of took that first paragraph and centered Sefa's background with kind of his first interactions with tattoos. I think it was his grandfather or his uncle um, and kind of seeing his, you know, traditional tribal tattoos under his kind of like traditional clothing and like being just enthralled and really interested yeah. and kind of feeling like a little guilty or like it was like a bad thing to be so interested in it kind of just set the stage for like the whole process of becoming that kind of tattoo artist. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I think that it, it kind of is that three pronged approach of like really grab people with the photo and then, and draw them in with that first paragraph. Yeah. And you know, that's cool. And I really appreciate it. And at the, at the end of the day, right. Our goal with the magazine is, so I'm just flapping to flip to Mitra, who's an incredible artist and professor at West Valley. Um, at the end of the day, we want people to be a fan of her and her work even more than the magazine, right? Oh yeah. We're not we're we're not successful if you just become a member of the magazine for $42 a year and on our website. <laughs> but um if you see Mitra's and you like you see that she's doing a show and you want to go to it and you want to be a part of that. I mean, that's kind of um kind of like the the end goal that to help the artists grow in the art community. Yeah, and and even for folks that may or may not be interested or invested in art, right? But like mm -hmm. uh yes, being interested in those artists and the work amazing work that they're doing, but also being able to kind of see yourself yeah, totally. within that art space yeah. and kind of like just feel connected to these people and, and yeah. the things that they're doing because it's not you know artists aren't people that are struck by divine inspiration and wake up every morning and you know they're touched by something you know what i mean like they they wake up and put their pants on the same way that you do and um a lot of it is hard work and determination and yeah and yeah so that's funny if you talk about the non-smile thing i just reuben from mr fuchila because he's such a smiley, happy person. And yeah. so then when I remember when I was doing that, I was tr having him not smile. And he was kind of like, oh. So, but we got him in the video uh, smiling. But I think that's a cool shot. Yeah. You know? Uh, 
I think it's funny. I had to have him stand up on his table in order to get the Mr. Fuchi Law sign mm. behind. So, anyway, well, uh, anything else then um, about this? We did a pick a party. This was at the with the faction show at West Valley, which was incredible. That's always a good time. Uh, yeah. Anything else that you want to just kind of say? This was a thicker one, too. Yeah. It was. There were quite a few. One of the longest lists for the year. Um, but just an amazing um, issue. Great pickup party at West Valley with the fashion show. You know, shout out to Shaka Brewing, who was featured yeah, in this issue yeah. um, that supplied drinks for the night. Incredible, um, yeah. Good Time Bar, um, you know, came through and, yeah. and donated some wine for the event. Um, yeah. And then Petiscos also. Oh, yeah, um, incredible. Came out and brought some food. So, yeah, um, it was good. So it was a great event. It was, it was a good time. And, and then, then Brad, look at that picture of Brad, right? Trying oh. to make him look like Mad Men. It's, it's difficult sometimes when you have to do like the, the kind of business guy. Yeah. The dean. What, what is it? Oh, the chancellor, right? Uh, I thought that was a fun little shot. I mean, so fitting that with his coffee mug that has the, the, guitar, the guitar. guitar on it, yeah. and then he goes and shuts down the show and uh, yeah. plays with his band. So. I think that's thing too is like trying to with doing photography, and this might be some. It's like you want to show the person, but you don't have to be overly, overly stated. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's kind of the thing. Sometimes it's too straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, but that yeah, this is a good issue. Yeah. Yeah, Forever Records. Yeah, yeah, right, with Troy writing that article and even telling me about them. You know, I didn't know who they – I hadn't heard them before. That was kind of cool. And now I can't help but seeing Forever Records and Vanessa Vindel and Alden yeah. um, Brevin. I, I see them everywhere now on Instagram. Like, I have friends from the East Bay. You know, I grew up in Union City, and, you know, just happenstance, they're, like, playing a show with Vanessa yeah. Vindel or whatever. So interesting, too. It, there is kind of that also with the magazine is, like, yeah. once you see these folks, then you can't stop seeing them. Yeah around town or yeah. in social media and um another another one last thing here is um you know we had Irvin Wilson who yeah. feels like we kind of go way back with now he performed at our 15.4 pickup party at SJMA oh yeah that's right uh, yeah. but was featured in 15.3 yeah. and one I think <laughs> perfect example of the crossover that happens too uh, between artists that are featured in content, right? Like, because then they come to the next pickup party or they meet each other here or there and they kind of recognize each other. You were talking about Kayla Din from K Cafe, her tattoo that she has on yeah. her forearm. So there was one picture that she posted on Instagram of her tattoo, and then the first pinned comment or whatever top comment at the top was Irvin Wilson. Oh yeah, <laughs> in the comment, and it just said hard <laughs> like that's hard that's, yeah that's right. a, and you know getting your brand tattooed on you you know yeah real recognized real on that one so it was cool yeah and, J- and polaroid jay did the photos which is which was cool like in some kind of diner type stuff they look they look pretty cool it's it's fun man it's fun it's actually you know it's kind of cool and i think every i don't know artist or whatever you need to like and especially i think even for you too like coming into like you you do it, you're so much into it, you begin to kind of hate it, right? Because it's like, oh my gosh, it just represents so much work. When it sits there for a year and then you come back to it, it's almost like you have more appreciation, you know? Yeah. And this is a this was a good issue. I'm really, I really like this issue with Leslie's, I've been wanting to feature Leslie for a long time with her crazy paintings of the... I also vividly remember with this oh, issue, yeah, this was too. the first one where you kind of printed out page by page in oh, our little printer. You had it running diesel or whatever, printing out <laughs> 120 pages or whatever, and we were laying them out. Oh, yeah. And you kind of look down and you're like, I don't know about this issue. So it's cool to hear you come back and, you know. Well, that's the thing, too, like the flow. Like, what is the flow of the magazine? And yep. try to visually make it tell us 
have a like an album putting together an album right yeah but at the same time it's like i always try to put kind of like the cultural piece up front so that would put you know if you look through the magazines maybe people don't see like the cultural kind of thing goes up front so the silker school was a big kind of thing you know so it was kind of like uh this is kind of a rough start but and that was also the first time that i realized and recognized uh, you know, I'm a, of a little bit of a younger generation, but that was the first time I found out that you flip through magazines backwards. Oh yeah, that's you right. We start, had that whole conversation. <laughs> we had that we? Yeah, yeah. whole conversation, <laughs> and then we like it, then we did a, like a little usability test with Alyssa Erickson. We had yeah, AB sampling and everything going on, but um, yeah, but I had never never thought about flipping from the back cover to the front. But um, I always fl- I've always flipped from the back through. I so, think it's kind of like to see like if I really care. Yeah, right? you flip it, you go through, look at it, because maybe what it is is because I grew up with fashion magazines, and the first hundred pages is just ads. Actually, those ads are pretty cool though for fashion magazines. Yeah, but so yeah, I flip through and see if I want it, and then then if I land on the cover, I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, well, we're calling out to the to the listeners, uh, so yeah, yeah, it, put it, it in the comments. Put us in the comments. Put hit it. our mailbag or whatever, and yeah, let us know which at, way. Look at the 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 comment button on the on the bottom left and hit that, and then don't forget to hit the subscribe button over the right. And if you hear the ding, <laughs> I, you know, isn't that they do on YouTube? Yeah, All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So out of character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I, yeah, that's me, and I'll do my TikTok uh, dance oh, in a yeah. second. Okay, <laughs> so that's fifteen point three. Um, dang man, looking back at two thousand twenty-three, fifteen point. Oh, 15.1, 15 point, which was um, the one we released at Numu. That was an incredible issue, too. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, with David, so Rao, Rao, Rue on the cover, David. And then now we go to Already. Dang, it, so, it goes by so much faster flipping through them here on the table than it did putting them together yeah well and then yeah i mean i even went through my little year in review on linkedin and yeah my first thought is how did it how has it already been a year so right exactly but great work it's been a great work and then 15.4 oh th- yeah this feel like this was just yesterday but this was a while ago and this was the pickup party at san jose museum of art yep of course, this issue is sold out too. Dang, man, I feel so bad for people who aren't members. I know, <laughs> I know. No, I mean, you could get them mailed to you, you know, but yeah, they've been going a lot quicker, and we've been, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of the Museum of Art, where we, we did the pick a party, right? We had the curator, and that's the, the stories. Uh, yeah, and this is cool. Yeah, this is kind of fun. Yeah, and so even let's just get the layout before we get to the words. It's more important. Yeah. So I had the idea. I just wanted the curators kind of big across the top and then this was kind of fun because um i'm not really that good of a graphic artist and stuff like that uh-huh. and so my son did the the cutout to get their heads oh, over the top nice. because i'm like how the frig do you do i think i did it and i was like dude can you help me and so i emailed him stuff because he was at sac state he made it work for me and we did it back but then um but the inside with all the black i kind of like i actually i like this layout yeah and just to shout out the font that's were used in this, um, for the title page where it says curators on page 27, this is for all you, or 21, all you uh, font geeks. Um, this was actually Kevin Peth, if that's how you pronounce his last name. Uh-huh. Um, Samantha, his wife also um, edits for the magazine and they just had a baby, congratulations. Um, but so, like, I used fonts that he said, hey, because I've been talking to him about trying to do, like, mm. some new stuff. And so um, this is kind of a new font treatment that we're kind of, like, Im- implementing. So I kind of went, like, all crazy on, like, let's use these fonts. But 
I don't know. I kind of and I'm kind of proud of these individual shots. I've been wanting to do this whole kind of layered team shots. And so, like you know, if you look at nitty nitty's like thing with mm-hmm. you know, and you could see uh, Juan Omar's nose here and stuff like that. So it was kind of like my own fun little thing. And mm-hmm. I thought this layout was kind of fun. I don't know. So again, in the comments, if you think it looks lame, let me know. But yeah. So what you and you wrote that article? Yeah. So I wrote about the curators. Um, you know, full disclaimer, I think I got some of their titles incorrect in the issue. Um, to be fair, I think they went over some, like, some role changes over the last time. But uh, just I blame the internet. Call myself out. Yeah, don't don't trust your first, second, or third source. Keep, oh, keep on digging. It's so hard. And, you know, the titles are probably, you know, the titles are going to probably change. And then in 50 years, when they dig this up from the landfill, nobody's going to know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but, um, but, no, so fun to talk to all the curators. Um there's three of them, you know, Lauren, uh, Juan Omar, and then Nitty. Um, they all have very similar but very different kind of roles and then perspectives. Um, you know, Juan Omar and Nitty both have uh, backgrounds in like neuroscience yeah, and then ended up into the art field. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just learning a lot about uh, their background and then the approach to uh, San Jose Museum of Art, which I think a lot of people from the outside and rightfully so, you know, it's a long-standing institution, um, but yeah. they kind of have that white wall museum, super yeah. sterile, you know, perspective, but talking yeah. to the curators, you know, the people that are actually putting on the shows and like what they're trying to get out of it and, you know, the kind of change making that they're trying to pursue um, through the artists and, and the art that they're curating. Um, it's really interesting. So um, definitely suggest checking it out. Um issue.com kind of the real the real story with the curators and then um and then you know have a different kind of perspective when you walk through through a museum hopefully yeah and that's i think it's always you know museum and museumologists and all that kind of stuff say like you know this is a space for the people and for the community but it you know the reality is it doesn't always feel like that because it's so polished so clean yeah um but it really is and I, i know you go into a museum and you want to be all quiet you know it's echoey in there and so but um, you know, that's not the attention of the museum. They want it to be an interactive place. And mm-hmm. San Jose, you know, is definitely that way. And they really want that. Sarah, you know, who's the director, I guess. Yeah. Um, the Osterman director or something like that. Um, you know, I think that that's, it's a place for us to go to. And so, yeah, it's kind of to humanize the behind the scenes, the curator, well, and, cur- and curators. You know, the uh, chief curator, Lauren Shell Dickens also, you know, uh, being adamant kind of in the interview like it's not really about me you know it's about the art it's about you know how people are engaging with the art um but yeah trying to capture that that humanity um for someone that is so you know interested in in not being necessarily the center of the story but kind of producing these experiences for folks um, was kind of a fun challenge Um, yeah and you know all of that being said you know the white walls and the sterile nature it does take me to um Together We Create, who had their giant box mural mm. sculpture that they brought in for that, that was pickup awesome. party that was so <laughs> into cool. the lobby. And then... Um, yeah, that was cool. And then, yeah, t- do, doing the little touch-ups on, on the paint in there. All the, the facility staff was gritting their teeth yeah. a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, the intersec- intersection of, of, you know, the different styles of art um, kind of all meeting in one place, I think, is also really fun. That was awesome. That was so cool to have that that tri-walled uh, display that they put up in the middle of the gallery. I was thinking, I wish they could keep that all 
you know, oh, all yeah. year round. But yeah, thank you guys for doing that. And then Paul Gonzalez, who blew Paul out Jay. his space, right, was I incredible. Know. And then uh, Yosimar doing his performance there was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and then, you know, the, then the, this is kind of another one of those issues. Well, there's a lot of kind of crazy, like, um, you know, Michael messenger who's in the front right yeah um he's been you know because he did blanco space oya kitchen farmers union right so uh, san pedro social Social, Mm -hmm. like so he's been a lot of like so um he's been on the list to to feature forever kept on pushing him finally got him in and that was the thing too so here's a guy who's like a you know upper class man who owns businesses and kind of and how do you do it in a kind of a way that's kind of fun so i try to treat it like uh, kind of like a fashion magazine, like, you know, try to just kind of like Tom Cruise kind of thing. Was yeah. I think like, what can I do to make him, you know, not look so stuffy? So I don't know if they like it. I mean, I put the text right across his face and he's got sunglasses on. So they probably hated it and were upset. But uh, for me, it's kind of fun. And then this one's kind of blurry. You got to focus with the smile, you know. Well, and it, it, it's interesting. And that's part of it, right? Like as an arts magazine and an arts community and arts infrastructure, you know what I mean? Like there's so many different layers and people that are involved in the art that's being created whether it's like the venues where people can play music or Mm. you know the people that are developing these things or or the actual artists that are creating you know the paint on canvas right so yeah Yeah, and it would easily be someone like him who's a property owner and developer kind of make have him be a villain do you know and i think that there are reasons historically to make property owners villains but at the same time you think about it with having you know three four uh, restaurants in town yeah. that are successful, mm-hmm. that are employing people and being venues for people to create and do the work is, you know, it's part of the ecosystem. And I do think sometimes maybe that content, because I have that perspective, we're probably not seeing being radical enough. But without somebody like Michael Messenger taking a place like Farmers Use, that was a vacant front. I think I forget what was there before. Mm-hmm. It was like, I forget what, what restaurant was there before. But it was vacant for multiple years, right? And then for him to turn around and now have it a place where people are actually going to and making it live and vibrant, yeah. you know, and, you know, San Pedro Social. And they having like that back area where they have music and stuff like that. So it's part of the ecosystem of the trickle down, not, not, maybe not trickle down, no, maybe, right, right. Not. maybe not trickle down, <laughs> but um, the whole ecosystem of like, you know, if everything raises up, then you can kind of... Um, kind of bring everything up and then i love it too so this is my own personal thing so you have michael messenger and then boom you go right to abraham ortega who's like a super cool black suit tattoo ot uh you know og like tattoo artist right so Mm. me that's like fun and my kind of my personal like subconscious statement that i'm saying is that like all these factors are important to a strong community you can't be just for this. You can't be just for that. Like yeah. you've got to see it's a whole ecosystem of um, kind of people. Yeah. yeah. And Abraham's piece is actually really interesting too, just talking about Chicano tattoo yeah. and, and artwork and that history of like, you know, public perspective and, and society's view on Chicano artwork and like the full circle kind of nature of now he has people coming in that, you know, aren't Chicano or, you know, aren't of that background that that are asking for those pieces. Whereas before people were getting profiled, like very blatantly for having that kind of artwork on their body. Right. So, um, just, yeah. Interesting stories. Yeah. I remember when I was growing up, tattoos were definitely the, the rebel thing. Yeah. Now 
it's so mainstream. It's I'm trying to think what what can you do other than a tattoo that would be more rebel. What's what's rebel? I mean, there are people pushing the boundaries. There are people, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, again, we love these all-people. Pantea is in this issue. Yeah. I was so glad that she would let me have her kind of be blurry in the front, do that kind of stuff. And then the lining. Yeah. I forgot about that, which I, you know, I'll just let the dirty story out. Like, I wanted to do it, like, where you see, like, these old, old books, and they have the gold leaf edge and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to do that, but as I talked to the printer, um, they were really concerned that it would, because of the thickness of the paper, it was going to chip off and it was going to be kind of a mess. So, you know, I, I don't know if I, it would have been interesting. It could have been a real mess. So I had to just kind of play it safe and not do that. But but um, still features Pantea's, um, you know, beautiful kind of blended ink work on yeah. the inside. Yeah, this uh, on cover. page 32, like just like this. Yeah, that's a beautiful piece um, that she calls the Saffron Rocus. Mm-hmm. Croc- crocus mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah and she let me wrap her, wrap her in this carpet that was her that her dad gave to her and stuff i was you know it was kind of cool and then james, james super murky yeah i mean he was kind of i've been seeing his work around and i really kind of like this style i mean i'm kind of drawn to this type of kind of graphic realism in some ways mm-hmm. and so i was super honored to feature him i think this is the first time he's ever really been in a magazine or interviewed and stuff so and one of the things opportunity with james's artwork also right like beautiful art you know and then to find out that he's coming from an engineering background um and then kind of viewing it through like the life experiences of james also like i don't know it kind of gave it like a different little tilt like the way that he views these things um and then you know interprets them on on canvas also. But but I will also say James was in attendance at the pickup party and displayed and had a table. He had like the cleanest, like most concise vendor setup that yeah, I've yeah. ever seen. He yeah. had like the little wooden box and everything. Yeah. Um, He's so. been working the scene too. Like he has. when I think I first saw him, he was kind of like it was just kind of like doing it. And then I feel like even this last year, it's kind of one of those serendipitous timing things where um, I had seen him. I wanted to put him in issues, and I kept on kicking his name down, down, down. And then we did this, but I feel like, I don't know if the magazine being interviewed kind of gave him a little more extra gumption to be out more, or it just kind of like felt that he was already pushing himself. So it was kind of fun to kind of do that, which, and then just kind of talking about some of those kind of things. Then yes. we do have to talk about Needle to the Groove's album picks, right? Yes, which yes, is yes. incredible. And this is becomes our Spotify, my Spotify playlist. But the coming up in this next issue which is called 16.2 that should be coming out february 22nd we're kind of right for did we get any emails back at a cool venue yeah cool venue february 22nd but this was the first time in this issue which is uh what what is this this is 15.4 for needle to the grooves kind of incredible selection of album picks that i found out about chow main which you know, to my, I don't know what, chagrin or I don't know, embarrassment, because he's kind of a local guy. Yeah. Um, and so I hadn't, I mean, I'm, you know, I don't, you know, all the stuff that's going on in the world. But so then listening to this and then seeing, like, he's even got a, a song called San Ho, I forget what it's called. Uh, Mitch is like being on Capitol Avenue, you know what yeah. I mean? So it was kind of fun. And so I saw that. I was like, what? Who is this dude? What is it? And I checked it out. And then he ended up having a show at the Ritz yeah. with, I think, Kung Fu Vampire yep. back in the day. So then, um, yeah, so we're going to feature them um, coming up in the next issue, too. So um, Yeah, I mean, Needle to the Groove album picks is just such a great way to yeah. see. It's not... 
not it's, local. It's, it's not necessarily local. It's not what you would always expect from an album picks. It's totally. not the most recent releases that are in Rolling Stone. Totally. Uh, it really captures like the essence of like what music lovers are listening to. And sometimes that stuff is off the wall, right? Like I remember in 15.3. I wonder if you can say the same thing I was going to say. Go ahead. There was, um, I mean, such a wide range. But there was uh, Homeboy Sandman and oh, okay. Timely, um, yeah. Twelve Days of Christmas and Dia de los Reyes, yeah, and just like a complete abstract hip hop Christmas album. Yeah. But yeah, really great. This one, that album review is written by Damone Carter. Um, you know, Life After Hip Hop on Instagram, um, and then also there they have a podcast. Him and. Um, Nate oh, the, LeBlanc um, and Dave, uh, Dave Ma, and it's the the dad bod dad bod, dad bod rap pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, well, f- yeah. For, I mean, that's good. it's so eclectic, which I totally love. For me, it was like um, this Natalie Lafourniere, who all, who just played in in San Jose. She oh, just really? had at the oh, um, not at the Hammer, but at the uh, San Jose Theater. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I missed totally missed that. But like the just like the the sound, and even the way that she's recorded me with a like you can hear like the guitar string and it's got like this weird kind of over, I don't know if it's like done overlay, like a dirtiness to it, but mm-hmm. like the romantic Latino, Hispanic. I, I I love that album. It's like such a, that's kind of like more vibe, my vibe. But and did you find, you found her through the album picks? Yeah. I and would then never, like dug into the whole album and everything? Yeah, I would never have found this. Pro- I mean like, I don't even know how people do I know people talk about like, oh, they love Spotify and how it tells them new music and stuff like that. I do it, and it just like keeps recycling the same old crap. I'm like, what? And somehow, I mean, I love actually Mount Joy. Mm-hmm. Right, right, that's a group, right? And they have a, I like their song, but every time I put on like, hey, this is your digital DJ. I got some oh, new yeah, pick. Yeah. Here's a song that you haven't been listening to in a while. And it's like, what? I, you played this for me yesterday. Like, Didn't I'm, you say like, oddly, your 2023 recap was like, 85% Pink Floyd also. Yeah, you know, that was weird. But that makes sense, though, because when I work on – I yeah, because I, I get into phases. You know that. Like, I, I I get into phases, and I was in the – I was, like, in this Pink Floyd just, like, letting that play while I was doing, like, the layouts and stuff like that. Catches which up. is super dreamy. Yeah, and then they get comes out in the Spotify. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, All right. If you want to shake it up, Needle to the Groove album picks. I know, right? Um, they everybody, weren't, everybody. They weren't in the most previous 16.1, uh, but we actually have, like, a really cool collab – yeah. In 16.2 that Keep we're working on with peeled. Needle to the Groove. So um, definitely subscribe and get ahead of it because I don't know if those magazines will last very long. So Yeah, you need to be a subscriber to get to get the benefits the of that partnership. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be super sweet. And you got to order that soon, actually. Uh-oh, we got to send out those emails. <laughs> oh, wait, there's a Christmas, New Year's break. Okay, we're behind the gun. <laughs> okay, did that That was 15. For, well, we didn't even talk about Weezmatic. Oh, cover. Dang. Cover feature, yeah, Weezmatic, yeah. Aaron Aquino. Um, that photo just, like, jumped out immediately out of the stack of photos. You kind of, like, tapped me on my shoulder. I rolled my chair around. And you're like, look at this. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. That's Leo. Leo does a great job. So good. Yeah. Um, He's been on, I actually, I mean, this. yeah, Leo has had maybe two or three, three-ish covers. Arabella, yeah. I think, has had, like, a couple um, it's not like I'm like stingy, like only my work can be on the cover, but it has to be, I think, something that's good. And this was really fun, and it fits the story perfectly with his daughters dancing in the background. 
the colors worked out, right? Just because it's got the orange, which is the complementary to the blue, but then also because it's in the shadow, they got the blue light. Yeah. Yeah, and just totally captures, you know, Weezmatic, um, who played at SJMA for the pickup party. Yeah. You know, whole family was in attendance, um, cheering him on. He did like a hefty set of like yeah. original beat making on the spot. Uh, you know, I dove deep into his album. You know, that that's another fun thing when I'm proofing these albums yeah. or proofing these issues. Yeah. Um, like I find myself in so many rabbit holes, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, Weezmatic or like Ben Henderson in, in 16.1. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm digging through YouTube and their Spotify, like getting a taste of like what the sound and um, the companion to it. So, um, but yeah. talk about the layout. What do you think of the, the layout? Yeah. It, this was the one with the <laughs> sideways text, yeah. which yeah. from a proofing, standpoint was uh you know a little bit distracting but uh <laughs> <laughs> from a reading point <laughs> yeah well this is just me like you know i just i i'm you know you know this thing i'm very much a minimalist yeah right but um yeah i just wanted to do something else and then i'll just you want to hear a dirty weird little secret so on the f- opening page with his name and all that kind of stuff i mean i was trying to give the motion of like a turntable spinning and stuff like that so it's a little bit but then like the the back weird grungy look is my house was being painted and then they they put the plastic over the windows and so then the plastic and then it had a little bit of paint on it so i saw that design i was like oh this is super cool what could i ever use this for and then i was i was doing this and i was like oh i'll bring out that pattern and superimpose it over the top i cannot of it. unsee it now <laughs> now that you said that i can't unsee it but he does give such a good kind of depth of emotion and and I think you told me at one point too, like, you know, with the twisted text and kind of like the blurred images, um, it kind of captures the kind of beat chopping and remixing and, you know, screwing of these beats that, that Weezmatic's doing, you know, based on so much, um, you yeah. know, history and influence of hip hop and, and production and everything else. I have so. to say, I look at this opening page and I feel the music yeah. by looking at it. So good job to the graphic design team. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else in, in this uh, issue we want to talk about? I mean, there's so much we could talk about. No. We got to move on. We got to move. Got to keep the train Just, moving. 2023 know. is almost over, and we got to finish this. And now we're actually into 16.1, which is winter 2023. Which I hate winter because it's split between two years. Isn't that yes. weird? It starts in December, but it ends in. March. That's the point one. Yeah. That's the point one, which kind of drives me crazy. But I don't think anybody else in the comments area, if that kind of drives you crazy too, I've, I I kind of want to change it. Have you noticed the numbers? I feel like we see the numbers. Like that's like our whole nobody. life. Yeah. In the folders and everything. But I'm curious if anybody notices. I the don't numbers. think it, we should probably change it to letters. Start working the alphabet backwards and say like this is issue Z, issue Y. Issue you would X. like that too. That would be fun, <laughs> just to mix it up. But um, okay, sixteen point one winter two thousand twenty three, which is on the shelves now, which is actually sold. I, I think we have like five issues left I know. to sell. Yeah. Um, well, and just so people understand too, you know, like in the office here, we have like a pretty decent archive of previous issues. We tried to keep like ten to fifteen. Uh, the last few issues, like starting with uh, 15.3 with David on the cover, like we have two in the archive, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, get your get your subscription and, and get those ordered because I have had some people reaching out about like some previous way back issues and um, yeah. we really don't have that much back stock. So. The goal was like, I don't know why actually, I mean, I guess it was Connie, the 
the retired now uh, uh, CEO, CEO of yeah. SV Create said, like, you know, let's keep 10 in the back. So we can't pull from them, but um, it's good to have a backlog. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, like, you know, there's some issues, like the one with uh, Juan Carlos from Empire 7 that we did way back in 2012. I think it was the second issue. That one is, like, I think there's only one copy i think i have one copy left of that yeah. one and then a crazy thing is that then the whole layout and file of that got corrupted Oof. the whole drive that had that issue on it and you i had backup know. i had backups but it wasn't a complete thing so yeah stuff can be lost for all eternity that's why we love uh print and uh exactly. physical copy yeah yeah because yeah. data can betray you. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, let's get to this one here with the uh, Ben Henderson cover. What's um, why don't you start telling us what, what's your thoughts on it? This was actually a pick a party at the State Street State Street Market, Market in Los, which was the easiest pick a party to put together. The easiest, easiest one yet until the next one. Yes, um, but this one was really fun. It really felt like you know, kind of like a broadening scope of like you know, region and area, you know, having the pickup yeah. party in Los Altos, which yeah. is the furthest, you know, we've done it from, you know, home base other in than San Los Jose, yeah. other than Los Gatos. Um, you know, we do Saratoga with West Valley. Um, but then also like the features and, and the folks that we had in there as well. Um, you know, Ben Henderson on the cover art, um, super unique. Um, and yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. My The ish- articles that I wrote um, were on maddie mcburney and karen zucker um from arts los altos so you know just even the field trips that we took down to los altos to like do a site walk of state street market meeting shannon gary and robert hindeman um who run the place um and then kind of doing the (laughs) little mural walk right like we saw Roanne victor's um work in downtown los altos and you know all kind of a product of what arts los altos is doing Totally. I mean, they're doing a great job of like making, bringing art to Los Altos. And it's just, you know, Maddie's and Karen and their vision just to, um, you know, like support artists and bring art into their community, which is super cool. Yeah. yeah. And then the, my other was uh, Pamela Walsh. Pamela. Um, yeah. So that's why it felt like really regional to me, right? Because Pamela Walsh Gallery is in Palo Alto. Yeah. Um, Ramona Street and then um, Arts Los Altos. And so those are probably like the furthest articles that I'd written. Well, I had one in Hollister um, with Serrarium. And, yeah, Serrarium rocks. Um, but yeah, but yeah, super fun uh, sitting down with Pamela Walsh for that um, yeah. article. That one was actually interesting because usually I'll go out and do the interview and I've cut down my interview time so much over the last two years of freelancing. Uh, origin- I think I sat down with Serarium for three hours, and yeah. that which is fun to do. Transcription process was um, wild yeah. and crazy. Yeah. So for this one with Pamela Walsh, you and I actually went down to the gallery in Palo Alto, and I hosted the podcast yeah. with her, which was just released this last week. Was week just released yeah. last week. I think it's episode one hundred and seven um, yeah. in our podcast list. Um, and then I had to use that podcast transcription to write the article so easy i i had (laughs) i i was hesitating a little bit because you know folks can kind of get a little bit more guarded in like the podcast setting because otherwise when i'm recording 
interviews, I tell people specifically, this recording is specifically for me. It's not being yeah. published anywhere. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Right. Um, and then it's on me to kind of pull out the, the tidbits. But yeah, then, you know, people could do a side by side on my article and then the podcast. And yeah, I would love to <laughs> actually get all the past recorded interviews from all the writers and all that kind of stuff and then like put them all out. I mean, we've, you know, 12 years. Is that how many? Yeah. Yeah. And that's 65 magazines with an average of 13 people in each issue. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of cool local people. Yeah. Um, in that. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I, this one here, I really loved. I mean, uh, Alex, nobody did a great job shooting soulmates. Um, you know, and the, the spread is really kind of fun with like, you know, taking inspiration from his photos and stuff like that. And then also um, Arabella with Curtis from Exilo, right? That was kind of fun. And, uh, you know, with the clothes flying around and it was kind of, it was fun. It was like a fun kind of clean layout. She did a great job. She always does a great job. And then this is the one, of course, where Stan did Miguel Machuga, um, Machuca, actually Machuca. With, the, with a C, not a G, huh? I always yep. do that. But yeah, it was fun. And then just kind of like, you know, I tried to like do the just position again. So you have Pamela Walsh, you know, kind of a, you know, very much a high end gallery in Palo Alto. And then boom, you go right to Nacho, right? Mm -hmm. Mayo, um, who is kind of is down in Gilroy and kind of doing, you know, much more kind of Latino based art. So workshops, he teaches classes and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Very community oriented. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to show that that kind of like just position again you're right so yeah i mean that's the thing is like trying to bring in those different kind of textures you, you know people. one article that i really enjoyed was um nadine rambau yeah. from uh epicenter in yeah. east palo alto yeah. you know i used to commute through east palo alto going to downtown palo alto for oh, yeah. a bike shop job that i had and just like you know seeing that community and like seeing that difference over the bridge there of yeah. like just different just different populations um and then seeing what epicenter is doing and like the Im impact or input that the children had kind of like yeah. in owning that building and developing that building and um you know nadine is a, a powerhouse you yeah, know totally all kinds of different organizations where she's worked um and directed and um super cool i'd love to go down and, and check out that space it was uh, to be honest it was hard for me to kind of imagine where that building was oh yeah so like again one of my rabbit holes like i was on google maps like street view zooming in finding the building but it's in like dang. such a beautiful location down by the bay um, dang you right go there. deep you're a curious person man <laughs> um yeah i was you know it's great to have michelle michelle has been writing for us such a long time now and i totally appreciate her doing this story and then miguel ozuna this is probably like his third ish shoot with us and mm -hmm. stuff like that that was that was good but I, so yeah. a question yeah. for yeah. you um what kind of goes into assigning these articles like with different photographers and different writers is there yeah. any kind of like curation on like this writer might be interested in this or this photographer yeah. might be interested in this i mean i you know there's a multiple things i mean i try to do stuff where i think people would want to connect mm -hmm. right so i try to do that some people like to do music some people like to do other stuff um and then i try to think like what's that person what's the artist's kind of like in, or the photographer's artists and interest and their skills. Um, you know, and sometimes, you know, it's it's hard. It's easy to shoot young, hip artists, musicians, 
They grew up on Instagram. You almost can't get a bad shot because they already got such a cool style and all that kind of stuff. It's more difficult, you know, this is I'm probably gonna make me an ageist and all kinds of stuff. But, you know, when someone's like older and in a job of like running a company and an organization, it's difficult. So I try to send that to one photographers, I think, that have um, the experience to be able to kind of do something um, or who don't have the experience. And I'm going to try to stretch them. So that's kind of what I I do Mm -hmm. with it. Um, But, yeah, but that's kind of like what's going on. And then at the same time, though, is like – you know, I wanted to shoot <laughs> this. You know, I wanted to to shoot, you know, everybody. Like, I want to meet these people and shoot totally. but, but I can't. You know I mean, that's, I mean? So. I, you know, shameless plug for the pickup parties. I feel like yeah. I, I wish that I had your drive and ability to, like, write every article in the magazine. That honestly That'd gives me crazy. a panic attack oh, thinking yeah. about it. Totally. Um, that would be crazy. Writing is way more difficult than <laughs> photographing. I mean, oh, yeah. the years of experience and everything else. But, um but yeah, I mean, go being able to go to the pickup parties. I mean, along with proofing and yeah, you feel reviewing like you know. all these things, I feel like I know them. Yeah. And sometimes I catch people off guard because I'll be like working check in, or I'll be like running around with my hair on fire, like I usually do. Um, yeah. And then I'll like see somebody and I'll like run up to them like I know them. And sometimes totally. they look super startled. <laughs> that just happened to me at Amy Madsen Gallery. Yeah. At her opening, and uh, Angela. I don't know how to pronounce her last Joe name. Hall. Yeah. Joe Hall was there, right? And so um, I, I only met her at the pickup party. We we're trying to help set up her work and her husband, too. Mm-hmm. And so I walked in. I saw her husband. I'm like, who is – why does he look so familiar? And then Amy said, oh, yeah, Angela's here. And, you know, I, you know, and I'm like, what? And so I went up to her. I'm like, hey, how you doing? And then she looked at me, and she, like, didn't recognize me, right? Because, you know, I was like – I think when I was setting up, I was probably, like, in my skivvies or something <laughs> like that. Um, and then there I was at the gallery in a – not a suit but um, I had shaved and showered (laughs) right yeah Mm. Um, so she didn't really recognize me at first so it was so odd because I'm not used to that do you Mm. know what I mean I'm like oh I guess she doesn't really recognize who I am which is good but at the same time it's like oh man like I love these people because I had the same like reading the story seeing their photos spending time with them and I pick the people yeah right so I'm already a fan of them to even get in the magazine and then for like that was kind of like an interesting experience, and then I thought, oh, this is kind of fun. How could I actually have complete anonymity? How do you say that word? Anonymity. Yeah. Yeah. If I could have that, <laughs> right? So not, but I couldn't handle that. I'm too much of a. Well, talk about man. even you know in this last issue, sixteen point one. You know, we had Will Sprott in there. Yeah, also. yeah, incredible. Uh, re- released artist. his own you know solo album. I yeah. think it's his second. Um, through Needle to the Groove. So yeah. Needle to the Groove, you know, kind of produced it, pub- published it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was kind of like a like a star moment for me. I was like, totally. oh, Will. Like I like I feel like he and I go way back even pre-content because I was listening to his music. You know, he works with Shannon and the Clams also. He's kind of East Bay um, icon of a punk yeah. band. So I know I kind of get you kind of get a what's that word when he goes fan fandom or you get a fan what's it called? Fan, fan out. Yeah. Yeah. Just, fan out. And like fan. so honored that he would even come out well, and play. Right. Yeah. And you know, he's living in Grass Valley now. Yeah. And so he made a big trek with his uh, child uh, yeah. Oz to come out and yeah, super honored and thankful that he did super, that. Super. Yeah. And, and the band was great. He was great. And then Ben Henderson playing with Wax, Wax Moon. Moon, you know, that was oh man, it sounded so good. I know. It sounded so good. That I was know. such a good night. And then um, Soulmates, 
but just holding oh, it down. Oh man, night. yeah. All I night. was like talking to people, and I was like, I don't want to talk to you. I want to <laughs> dance. That was so nice. Yeah, yeah, what a great, just the greatest people, and like yeah, the, so the sweet willingness and like eagerness for folks to like take part in these events has honestly probably been one of the biggest things for me in my first year of of producing these events. Yeah. Um, Next year, we're going to try to get a bunch of jerks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those will be the easiest ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but, yeah, no, just just an honor to be able to work with these folks. And um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Mike, so sweet. Even like I'm setting up the content sign. He's like, oh, you want me to help you? I mean, like, just so sweet. Yeah. Know? Awesome. That's great. Yeah, and what they do, even um, what they do for women DJs and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, Charlene, cool. yeah, yeah, Charlie Beats doing yeah. the um, the clinics and classes for, for women DJs. Yeah. And uh, they're so great. I yeah. mean – they were they were awesome to hang out with. So well, that's 2023. Yeah. Goodbye 2023, and just wonderful features. If you don't, if you haven't read them, check them out. Even look on our website. We release the articles, kind of in a slow drip. Um, but definitely follow these people. Go on their Instagrams. Go on their SoundClouds. Go on their TikToks. And like, um, actually, we don't promote the TikToks in this. Um, <laughs> But just and we don't promote the X, um, Twitter. Yeah, but um, um, yeah. So that we got we got to wrap it up. It's it, we got this is an hour in. So what's your last thoughts, David? I'll just say along with that, you know, um, if you've been reading content, if you've subscribed to content, you know, content's been around for twelve years at this point. Um, longest running arts magazine in the South Bay in the history in the history of the South, South Bay. Bay. Um, and you know, I guess kind of in honor of that also, you know, we just got our website redone, um, super scrollable, super, you know, easy to load and and go through shout out to bonfire um, for helping us out with that. Um, but it is a true historical catalog of artists and creatives in the South Bay. You know, I'm meeting and learning and being introduced to new people just, just scrolling through the, the folks that we featured on our blog there. So yeah. definitely check that out. It's just a fraction of the people, right? Totally. Podcasts. Of course, you already know about podcasts because you're listening to this. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Well, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we'll see you in 2024. Some great stuff, which is the 13th year? 2000? Well, what's 2000? Oh, we went through this whole thing last yeah, time. Yeah, so we won't go into it. So, <laughs> so uh, thank you very much for listening, supporting, and uh, your membership is so important because it helps us pay writers, photographers, produce the magazine, and continue to tell the stories of the local creatives. So we appreciate that. So for Daniel, talk to you later. Right on. Thank you all so much. Uh, it's been a pleasure working with you all.